0: What's good, fam? Thanks for joining me, your host, Corey Cabri on the Living Life On Purpose podcast, where we discuss various topics on how to apply God's principles to your everyday life. I hope you enjoy the discussion. There's a way God wants us to do things. There's a way God wants us to be. There's a way God wants us to think. There's a way God wants us to respond to turmoil, to, to uh, even blissful things. There's a way God wants us to respond. There's a way. And we have many ways. And God has many ways. But they are yet unchanging. So what are God's ways? We talked about that. And Jesus is the way to God. Jesus is the gateway to discovering God's ways. And this is where we're picking picking up. We're picking up right there. Discussing the ways of Jesus to determine the ways of God. And so last week we were in Philippians, and I love the scripture Philippians two eight, and uh, and we'll turn there, beautiful passage, and then we'll jump back over to Matthew twenty, and then we'll probably go to Isaiah fifty five. I want to start with Philippians two, uh, very very beautiful, and and it says two eight, but but I want to start four eight. I want to start with five. It says, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Six, who being in the very nature of God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking on the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as A man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Five and eight, key five, he says, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Have the same mindset. In King James Version, it says, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. Verse eight, it says, being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death. That's very, very key because if you go to 20, this is a beautiful picture of what we look like. Um, a beautiful picture. Uh, I'm going to start at 17. I know I said I would start at 20, but I'm going to start at 17. In Matthew twenty seventeen, it says Jesus was going up to Jerusalem and on the way he took The 12, he took the 12 aside and said to them, we are going to Jerusalem and the son of man will be delivered over to the chief priests and the teachers of the law. They will condemn him to death. This is just what we just talked about. Jesus is preparing for his departure. uh, 19. And will hand him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and flogged and crucified. On the third day, he will be raised to life. And all right, it says, "Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to Jesus uh, with her sons, and kneeling down, and asked a favor of him. What is it you want?" He asked. And she said, "Grant that one of my one of these two sons of mine may sit at your right and the other at your left in your kingdom." And you don't know what you are asking," Jesus said to them. "Can you drink the cup I am?" going to drink we can they answered and Jesus said to them you will indeed drink from my cup but to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant these places belong to those for whom they have been prepared by my father when the ten heard this they were indignant with the two brothers Jesus called them together and said you know not. You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them And their officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first, be a slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, give his life a ransom for many. This is a beautiful picture of what exactly that we we look like. Uh, There was another passage of this where you found the disciples arguing. About who is the greatest among them, mm-hmm. uh, I have to find that account uh, from the from the gospels. But there was another account where, in this particular teaching that Jesus was uh, articulating here, they were arguing amongst one another about who is the greatest, and it all stimulated from the mother of James and John, uh, bringing them to Jesus and asking him for a favor. The favor which was, can you grant? Them to sit at your right and at your left. Remember what I said that that we were heirs and joint heirs. So so in everything we we are also like rulers. I mean it's like we are. That's why I say it's not just that we are citizens of the kingdom. No, we are a part of the kingdom. We're actually ruling kingdom with Christ. And so the mother of James and John was like, Hey, can one can my son sit at your right and at your left? And Jesus was like, right, can, can you guys partake of the cup that I'm going to drink? And he told them they will, which, which in other words, they were going to have to suffer just as he suffered in in, in the hands of the Gentiles. You see, just preparing, to, preparing them for his death, they, were, they too were going to have to suffer. But what he was getting at was this. There was some uh, a foresight of preparation that God has already made for people that on his right and on his left. Right. That's prepared for particular people to sit at Jesus' right and on his left. This is for prestigious believers, obviously, and and the amazing part is Jesus is saying this already been prepared for some people. So in other words, Moses ain't there. Think about all of these prominent leaders. Moses isn't there, right? Elijah isn't there. Enoch isn't there. Right? And you can keep going and keep going and keep naming people these pillars. Abraham isn't there, the father of many nations. All of these people, right, that that St. John and James were wanting to jump over, none of those people that I've named are sitting at the right, even Daniel. Daniel isn't there. Daniel isn't at Jesus' right or at his left. There's just so many. You can just keep (laughs) naming them, even David. Right? Of whom he descended from. He is a descendant of David, who was a king on the earth. David isn't there. John, his cousin, isn't there. Right? And, and you can just keep going, going, going. But, but these two guys and their mama coming up to Jesus <laughs> talking about can we sit at your right and at your left? Now, we are already rulers with him. We're, he called us kings, all of us kings. That's what he calls us. Right, we are a royal priesthood. He's a priest. He calls all of us priests and kings. All of us, even the women, he's calling them kings because there's no gender in heaven. There's just one group. We're just, we're just creation of God. We're all children of God in heaven. That's all we are. There's no gender. But in other words, in, 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 moving right along. But us, we we like that whole hierarchy. We love that. We love the notion of titles. We love the notion of being entitled to do certain things. And sitting at the right and the left of Christ puts us in the very place where he is. Right? It's like, I am right here with you on the same level as you. Isn't that amazing how creation is wanting to be at the same level of creator? That's that's exactly what they were asking without even knowing that that's what they were asking. They're trying to be on the same level as creator, and that's exactly us. That's what we're battling about. We talked about this briefly last week. We're trying to be on the same level as creator. We were created among every race, which is the dominant race. Among every country, which is the most dominant country, right? We're we always trying to make something be supreme among other things. Which is the, the, the dominant animal? We call the lion the king of the jungle, but what about the ape? Why isn't the ape the king? Last I checked, the ape is one of the strongest animals of the entire world, and it only eats bananas. It only eats fruit. Well, why isn't the ape the king, the gorilla? Why isn't it? In is one other word, why isn't it the the king of the jungle? Mm-hmm. Right? Last I check, I haven't seen lions swinging from trees. <laughs> I don't even think they can climb one. I'm just saying. But the lion is the king of the jungle because that's for us. That's us calling things. We we are. Always trying to make something be a supreme something, a hierarchy. You know what I mean? You got anacondas. Ain't nobody trying to mess with no anaconda. Maybe a lion will win. Maybe a lion won't. I don't know. I ain't going to sit there and try to watch it. I wouldn't pay to see it either because they might eat me. You know what I mean? But the point is, the the anaconda is a a very strong beast or a reptile or whatever you want to call it. Right? It's super strong. Ain't nobody just running up on no anaconda. <laughs> I'm the ape. I ain't running up on no anaconda. Who okay, cares, strong guy? <laughs> the thing is, just entirely too big. It can swallow you, homie. It can swallow you. Okay. It'll wrap that big long body of it of, of itself around you, break everything in you, and then swallow you. But it might die trying to swallow you. But it can do it. Anyways, I'm sorry. I'm getting off. But the point is, with us, with us, it's always about ranking things. We always want to rank things. We're always trying to compete with one another to say that, oh, I'm better. I'm better than you. I'm greater than you. I'm smarter than you. I'm wiser than you. I'm prettier than you. My body is built better than yours. It's always this comparison thing. It's always this, I'm trying to be above you. I'm trying to be greater. I want you to esteem me, right? I don't want to esteem you. I want you to esteem me, but the this is the craziest part too. Some mm-hmm. of us know our role. some of us there's a select few of us we know our role. Some mm-hmm. of us want to be where we were positioned in life. Some of us right if you're a singer you you want to sing if you are a, a somebody that can play you want to play if meaning the an instrument if you are a musician you want to be that musician right uh even in musicians there's still levels of competition right but but yet some of us want know what we, our role is and we choose to stay in that role some of us There's only a select few and i i believe this is pointing this out if you listen to jesus carefully jesus is trying to point out something here to them and before I jump into it directly, I just want to say, there's a role everybody was created to be in. There's a role everybody was created to be in. And nobody, God didn't create any of us as being supreme over one another, one another especially based on the color of your skin or even the region that you were, that you, uh, were, that you were born in, the region of the world. He ain't make you more dominant. We could say, oh, well, Africans are are more athletic. There are some very athletic and acrobatic Asian people, okay? Them jokers are, are very acrobatic. They're very balanced. They're very strong to be smaller people. Now, yes, we have variations in our physiques, but that doesn't make us, them or the other, more athletic or less athletic. Right? It just puts in different variations in our body types because God loves diversity. Right. But we we constantly use that to try to rank somebody above the other. Or right. oh well, you know, we'll say this. This is a bias. You you know, you know, those Asian people, they're really smart. You know, and, and or or you know, the rulers are, are people that are that are lighter skinned, they're always the rulers. Brown skinned people aren't ruling. <laughs> right these are stupid things that we say but what am i getting at But well, i'm getting I'm about to get to it i'm trying to prolong it i want to but i want to prolong i want to beat this thing right i want to beat this comparison thing that we do why because this is what we do and this is in this passage this is what you see the disciples doing they're comparing themselves with one another they're trying to figure out who's the greatest who's the best right they 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 mad at James and Jeff for wanting to sit beside Jesus. Well, what makes you two so good? What makes you so much better than all of the people that I named—Abraham and, and Moses and, Ab- and, and 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 Elijah and Enoch? What makes you so good? And Seth. Somebody talk about Seth. Seth was a man of God. <laughs> Seth followed Christ, all right. Seth, son from, Ab- from a from from Adam. Seth, yes, that's Seth. <laughs> People people forget about Seth. But Seth followed God. Seth was upright. Right? Noah. People forget about Noah. Noah was perfect in all the earth. This is that was his that was his testimony. That's what God said about him. But but what you have here us John and James wanting to leapfrog all of these group of men and even the women, even Rahab or or, or Deborah or one of the prophets, uh, I forget her name. I wrote it down. Uh, I think I think uh, Jehoshaphat went and got testimony, or uh, went and got word from her whether or not they could go in the battle. I think this was in Jeremiah. Uh, it was either Jeremiah or Ezekiel. I can't remember. Uh, but it was another prophetess. You know I mean, that God used to tell steer Egypt, steer Israel uh, away from destruction. But but anyway, but all of these prominent people God created. You hear John and James wanting to sit in a position so that they could be recognized as something great above everyone else, right? But I love Jesus' response. I love his response. He says, The rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them, and their high officials exercised authority over them. But he said, Not so with you. Not so with you. And notice the distinction. Because earlier, what were we talking about? Well, we were talking about a relationship with God. Right? We were talking about a relationship with God. And earlier we talked about a relationship with God being different than any other relationship. Because not only is it that you are a citizen of his kingdom, but you are a part of his kingdom. And the only way to be a part of his kingdom is for, in order for you to be a part of his kingdom. You've got to do things his way. And his way is this way, right? We're not going to exercise authority over others, over one another. We're not going to lord it over one another because that's what the Gentiles do. See, he just made a great distinction. The Gentiles exercise authority over one another. Gentiles come and say, oh, we're better. We're greater. And we're going to exercise our right and authority over you, right? We're going to lord over you because you're not the right skin color because you didn't come from the right place, right This is what they do because you don't look a certain way because you're not built a certain way because you're not you don't have or or, 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 or occupy or or, or or withhold a certain amount of of intelligence right you don't know how to speak a certain way you don't speak the same language that I speak, so your language is dumb. <laughs> just because you don't know what their language is now. but the amazing thing is a language all it is is a bunch of symbols that you use to, to to vocalize what things are that you see from where from where you learned or discovered based on where you grew up but everybody sees the same thing we all look at a tv just because they're not calling it a tv that's what it is it's a, it's a it's a something that you see that projects an image that, that it's either lively, that it's through live recording, right, or through uh, or through there was a recording and there's a replay. <laughs> and we're all looking at the same thing. We're just calling it something different, right? And based on what we call it, then we're looking at each other, the Gentiles, are looking at that and say, oh, well, I'm smarter than you are because you don't call it what I call it. But all Jesus is saying is this is what the Gentiles are doing. We, we, followers of me, we don't do that ain't what we do. If you want to be great, be a servant. Yeah. Be a servant. If if you want to be first, be a slave. (laughs) Be a slave. Uh, uh, Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Now, people don't mind serving. But when he said be a slave Oh wait a minute I wonder I wonder I wonder what all the slave masters Thought about when When they said they're at that scripture They're a slavery. I wonder what they thought about then They skipped Yeah 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 because cause this is Jesus talking And he said Whoever wants to be great Be a servant You deserve, yeah And whoever wants to be first be a slave because, because see the son of man didn't come here to be served, but to serve others and to give his life for many. I know where they skipped this scripture. I know they did. I know they did because they too would have wanted to be a slave if if they read it. Not so much, but reason why I say they too, because they considered themselves to be followers of Christ. They considered themselves to be a part of the kingdom, right? They called this is a nation of, of, Christ. This is a Christian nation, right? A christ Gen nation, right? And if they was, this was a christ gen nation, right, then you would have had a whole bunch of slave owners becoming slaves. Ah, now, we know that is not true. That, that that That's not the case. That we folk ain't, folk ain't crazy. Because that just sounds crazy what Jesus said. But this is the way of Christ. And the way of Christ is just, what did God say? He said, my thoughts or not your thoughts. See, I knew it was going to come up. Yeah. I knew it was, brother. I knew it was. What was it Isaiah 55 and 8? 55, 8, yeah. Isaiah 55, 8. I knew it was going to come up. Jesus, God said, my thoughts... Let's uh, go nah. there. Yeah. Said, yeah, I'm at 7. I'm just going to start at 6. So seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord, and he will have mercy on them, and to our God, for he will freely pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. The way God looks at things and the way we look at things are different, right? Just like the Gentiles. Jesus is over here making a distinction. What am I talking about? I'm talking about a relationship with God. There is a distinction between God's people and the Gentiles. He called the Gentiles people that were not following his ways. People are not looking at things the way that he were, He was or he is and he will be looking at things. So people that are trying to enslave you and make you into something are not looking at things the way God is. Even if they're professing that they are, they're not. They're clearly not because he's over here explaining that the people that are first are slaves. And what is a slave? It's basically a servant. It's somebody that is serving others. It's somebody that is enslaving themselves for the productivity or production of other people. Right? I am enslaved to you to give you this truth. I am fighting and chomping at the bit. I am sacrificing everything within me to give you what God is giving me to give you because I want you to get it. I want you to have it. And this is what Jesus is saying. Jesus said, I came to the earth. And even in, even what Paul was articulating about him when he said, let this mind, which um, um, while you are among one another, right, treat one another with the same mindset that Christ did. And how is Christ treating us? This is what he's saying. I came to serve you and to give my life for you. What? Wait. Slow down, brother. no. Mm-mm. You lost me. Well, this is what Paul is saying: as followers of Christ, so we co- proclaim right? I love that scripture. I just love it. I'm sorry. We just, I just, I just got to go back to it again. I just love it. I love the way it reads. He says over in 5, he said, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. In my relationship, not not as the Gentiles trying to lord over one another, not as the Gentiles trying to have a exercise authority over one another. Regardless of your position, I am still not here to exercise authority over my fellow men. And the amazing thing about it here in the United States, the president actually makes a statement, a proclamation that he's serving the country. He's not ruling the country, his proclamation when he goes into office is that he's serving the country. That's his proclamation. But is that what he's doing? Right? And I'm not talking about anybody in particular. I'm just speaking of the office. Is that what the office is truly used for? I watch this show. It's called Designated Survivors. And and on this show, you see uh, a, a man become a president. And it's on Netflix. It's only three seasons. They canceled the show. But the first two seasons were super powerful. It really gave me insight on what a president does on a daily basis. I never look. I'm not a politician. I'm not into politics. I could care less. I could care less what the president does. But my girlfriend was like, hey, this show is super good. So I started watching the show. And right away, I was mind blown, blown. Because it really gave you insight in... Three-day task the president is having to tackle, right? And, and you know, when you, you see uh, the whole candidacy and you see how the president says, oh, well, he has his budget, you know, and everything he's going to do for the country and this, that, and the third, right? Yeah, that's all mumbo-jumbo. They don't really tell you what they do on a daily basis. But on a daily basis, there are certain things that happen throughout the country. There are certain things that happen in education. There are viruses constantly. There are there are attacks constantly happening. Uh, and It's like legit stuff. And then there are things going on with his family constantly happening. And he has to juggle all of this stuff, right? It's like what? Make decisions for the country. He's like the decision maker for everybody that lives in this country. He makes those decisions. He takes on the mindset of every living person and says, this is going to be the best decision for this, whatever this issue is for everybody that is in the United States. That's what he does. Every day. Can you imagine being in that position? I know I can't. Because I wouldn't want to make decisions. I hardly want to make decisions for me. And then I'm having to make decisions for 330 million people? I'm good. I'll pass. But but in that, right, in his decision making, it's supposed to be the people first. That's the whole service part. It's supposed to be the people first. And so he has all of these advisors that's advising him, hey, this is what, we should do this and this is the reason why. We should do that and this is the reason why. Right? And then he have people like that are over people that are in education, right? Then he has people that are over like medicine and and all of that where the pharmaceutical people. So he got people over that arena that deals with that, right? So they do all the research in that arena and they advise him, okay, if we have an issue come up with medicine that's causing people to like opioids that are causing people to get addicted, and respond to these opioids in a, in, a, in a negative type of way, then he has to make the decision on what they're going to do about these opioids. Okay, or we're going to have to cancel all the sales of opioids, we're going to make all of them, repay da-da-da-da-da, whatever, whatever. And then there are ramifications for that, right? And then how do you handle it? And then he has state officials where he got the governors of each state that he has to interact with, and, hey, this is what we're going to do for your state. And he obviously he outranks them, but these state officials, sometimes they don't agree with the president. And then you got battles there, right? Because everybody is doing what? Creators. Be. Everybody's trying to be great. <laughs> Brother, everybody's trying to be great. Mm-hmm. Nobody is wanting to do what it is they were actually put in position to do. To do. Serve. And here we are, considering this nation to be a Christ and nation to be a nation that follows Christ and Christ is over here saying I died. I sacrificed my life. I was indebted to every individual on earth. I was indebted. I sacrificed my life so that you all could see see what how to live for the father. And I gave my life showing you all that how to live For the Father, showing you all the Father's ways. I dedicated my life to showing you all my Father's ways. And in order for you to be a part of his kingdom, you have to follow his ways. And one of his ways is he's a servant. God serves us. He serves us on a platter. He waits on us like a waiter at a restaurant but better, right? He never messes up our order. (laughs) He always gets it right, right? He never overchoices us, and he don't even take a tip. He pays for it himself. Isn't that amazing? He pays for it. So we don't even have to tip him. All he wants is gratification. All he wants is for us to do it right. What is right? The way he wants us to do it. That's right. But we don't do that. We just like to order him around. Yet still he allows us to do that, and he still gives us things that we even ask for. (laughs) Sometimes he does. Now, he doesn't always. There are so many gazillion things that we order him around to do. But some of those things that we're actually offering up to him and and pulling on his curtail, hey, God, I need you to do this. God, I want you to do this. So there are some of those things that we ask for he actually grants. He's the ultimate servant, right? And so was Christ. Christ came here and served as a man. And He's basically exemplified how we are to serve as men and women. We are to serve one another in whatever capacity God has given us the strength to do, to, to serve. Like, we, if we were honestly and just truly serve one another, then we wouldn't have time to look down on each other. Because we're too busy trying to serve one another. right? It's like trying to out-beat, outdo somebody's love. Somebody loved you so much they gave you this. You're like, you know what? That was awesome. But I'm going to beat you on that. I'm going to do something even better for you if we only had that mindset. If we only had that mindset versus trying to rank each other based on our skin colors and where we grew up. Well, I grew up on the west side. Well, I grew up on the east side. Well, what about the south side and the north side? What's wrong with those sides? Well, west and east just sound better. <laughs> Ain't nobody can't nobody throw up no N with a finger, but they can throw up a W. They can throw up an E, but they can't throw up an N. <laughs> you do an N like I don't. I don't know. We got is that it? I don't know. I'm stupid. Yes, I know. But the point is. God's people, Christians, followers of Christ. This ain't what we do. We serve one another. Well, family, I hope the discussion has encouraged you. I hope it has enlightened you. I hope it has infused you with love and truth to live a life filled with God on purpose. And if it has, join us again for more godly discussions. Thank you.